Welcome to your Friday Breakfast podcast with Capitalize. And on the third attempt of getting the introduction done correctly, I'm joined this morning by Kirsty McGregor, as always, from the Corporate Finance Network. Kirsty, we got there in the end. We did. We've got to have a bloopers episode at one point. Yeah, I seem to have a problem saying breakfast. We've done it a few times and I always seem to get it wrong. Um, but it's a nice way to start the podcast off. Always gives us a bit of a smile and a laugh. And um, it's good to be back. We obviously had a week off last week with an interview from Deborah Corey, who's an HR author and consultant. Um, I wasn't part of this interview. I think I was away. Um, but Kirsty, I'm going to listen to it um, uh, in due course. I haven't yet, but talk to me about uh, the podcast and talk to me about what, um, you know, and why our listeners should uh, go back and, and listen to this one. Well, in everything that we're hearing from firms at the moment, we know that one of their biggest challenges is that uh, it's the availability of staff, it's recruitment, it's training and retention, all posing huge problems. And it's affecting all of your clients' businesses as well. So we need all the tips we can get, don't we? And Deborah has just got so much experience in this field, gave us loads and loads of ideas. So, yeah, do have a listen back if you haven't already. And she'll also direct you in the call to some free practical resources to use as well. So um, all very welcome. And I think, you know, really interesting podcast, that one. Mm, very topical, very topical, I think. Um, and actually, it feeds in nicely to a couple of the stories we've got today. We're not going to start off on the HR front, um, but actually, I'm quite looking forward to talking about a couple of these because there's a couple of themes that we've been through over the last couple of years that seem to be um, reappearing in businesses and, and in personal lives as well. But um, we're going to kick off with your first story, Kirsty, and um this is a very, very topical one. Um, it's obviously all over the press at the moment. Um, so over to you. Let, let's uh, kick off about the leadership. Yeah, it is obviously about the new um, the new prime minister, pending prime minister, um, after our current prime minister resigned in a, in a, a flurry eventually <laughs> last week. Um, uh, yeah, so the leadership election, a lot of candidates. We've just, as we record this, we've just had the first round. Uh, two candidates have gone. So I think we're down to six now. The final um, announcement will be made on the 5th of September, which I'm quite pleased about in that it hasn't dragged on to the party conference in October. They were initially thinking that that might be the, the, the time scale. And I was really worried about that because I just thought businesses need some certainty at the moment and they need to know where the um, the policies are likely to be going, the economic policies, the tax policies, um, whether they you know believe in, in the new um, leader and also the cabinet um, it, you know, there's a lot of things up in the air and the sooner we get some sort of clarity and move that forward again mm. the better mm. so of course the economics and tax are probably you know one of the biggest um, areas that differentiate these different leadership candidates um, the other I think probably being climate change that's another one that seems to be quite topical but in terms of economic and tax issues, obviously it's, it's right up our street as accountants. Um, and so I was, I've picked up a thread from Faisal Islam, the BBC economics editor um, on Twitter. Um, and this is where Twitter comes into its own at times like this, I think, because you can really get a lot of opinion from a lot of different people and, and um, learning from different sources. Quite interesting. It does seem like it's going to start to get a little bit... Um, a bit dirty now you know there's, there's, there's certain <laughs> key people coming out with some statements but it's interesting just to understand where this potential leader is, is going to be thinking in terms of the economy of course that does always change you know it depends who their chancellor is and it depends what their advisors all say and 
you know, policy can be adapted. Um, and they've obviously still got to keep to their um, election manifesto promises as well. So, mm. yeah, a real tricky time at the moment um, in, in the UK. Um, but hopefully very quickly after the end of the summer, we will get some some uh, definitive views and probably then a new budget. Uh, and uh, And we'll see where we go from here. Yeah, it is. I mean, I do enjoy Twitter. It's a really great way of getting outside of your own echo chamber. Um, yeah. Because actually, when you get into a thread, yeah. you no longer see the people just that you follow, but actually you see the whole breadth yeah. of conversation. Now, that in itself is a huge risk, because there's a lot of people out there that I just... Yeah, you, <laughs> you wouldn't want to listen to. Yeah. I worry about. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, it's a mixed bag, isn't it, really? I'm not going to go, and we're not going to go particularly political, but, you know, it's, in my opinion, good to see certain people leaving office. Um, but, um, you know, the, it's... I suppose positively, as you're saying, that they're trying to wrap this up quite quickly because we're already in an incredibly uncertain period of time um, and any more uncertainty, any additional um, ambiguity is not going to help the economy, it's not going to help businesses mm. and it's certainly not going to help us um, as we come through to our second story with um, mental health mm. and um, you know <laughs> the other challenges that we, we're kind of battling on a daily basis. So uh, I think everybody would agree it's probably quite long overdue that we've got to where we are, but now it would be fantastic if for once the uh, um, you know, showmanship could be put to one side and we could just get straight down to business and get on with it which um, yeah. it seems like um it is being done so that is yeah it's a positive but i think the bigger theme that comes out of all of this when we talk about uncertainty and we talk about um challenges and, and uh, difficult times ahead i think that feeds really quite powerfully into the second point uh, or the second story you've got here Kirsty, as well yeah um and um you know i i make no apologies that this comes straight out of some press coverage that we we had from the sme tracker which is the acca and the corporate finance networks uh, monthly research study uh, which uh, seeks the views of accountants in practice and in industry so straight from the um you know those on the front line telling us what's happening with their business owner clients and anyone that's an acca member can take part in that uh, and I would encourage you to do so because the more views we have, then, then the better quality that information is. And this really was a press um, press article that was picking up the concern that we have, again, that the uh, mental health of business owners is really now reaching an all time um, low, I suppose, uh, in that their um, you know, anxiety levels and not sleeping and, and worries and all of those things are, are going off the scale almost as high as. I think the highest uh, or the worst stats we had on this were November 2020, um, you know, in, in the pandemic, when it, it was coming back again, we thought we got through it and then it came back again. Um, and that's when the mental health figures uh, on our research study really were, were pretty shocking. And we're virtually at the same level again now. And it really has jumped up a lot in the last three months. So it just shows you, um, you know, what an impact this is having. And this goes back to the very beginning of, of why we do the Future Positive podcast. It was, it was a, a this is a spin-off, I suppose the word is, from uh, Leave No Business Behind campaign, which was really there for us to help accountants, help clients. And we've, you know, we've had some amazing feedback from accountants over the last couple of years about that campaign that we did and that and that support we put in place and those resources. And one of the things we did tackle was how to speak to your clients about their mental health. We're not qualified therapists, we're not psychologists. However, we could well be the person that that business owner turns to as someone that isn't in their direct family, isn't in their direct workforce, but is someone that they trust 
and mm-hmm. um, and therefore you could be the person that they reach out to. And it's really just understanding and recognizing that, I suppose, and making sure your team feel um, able to deal with that situation if your client does come to you and what to do about it. Um, and also really just to encourage your clients to talk more, to write things down, um, different versions of business plans, if that would help them. And we've also just actually published an article in Capitalize, which we'll also link to, which is really practical um, ideas, things to do with your client or things to encourage your client to do. And, and things like, you know, be transparent with your staff and explain how things are. And all those types of things are really important at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I think accountants are going to be right at the um, at, at, at the cutting edge of this again, which um, is is unfortunate, but it's part of the wider role that we seem to play now. Yeah, I, it, I would I don't even know where to begin on this topic. It's one that I think is close to everybody's heart and especially with what we've been through in the last 12 months. I think it's a really, really um, important thing for us to all be aware of about the rising levels of stress, anxiety. Um, you know, coupled with the uncertainty that's going on. And I think, you know, the, the high level point you've made there, Kirsty, is like it's good to talk. Yeah. Um, I think there's been a lot of campaigns that have gone out over the last 18 to 24 months around that. And I think yeah. it seems to me as though it's a regular thread in most businesses these days and most relationships that that is still very much at the forefront of people's minds. I'm sure, again, everybody will have seen blasted all over their social media in the last couple of weeks around this um, new gym shop, uh, gym shark barbershop. Um, Gymshark being a UK gym clothing brand, it's launched a barbershop now um, with specially trained mental health barbers, which I think is a brilliant idea to help yeah. um, open the door to people talking because of a, a report or um, some analysis they saw that men feel more comfortable and are more likely to open up to their barber than anybody else, which is a fantastic um, play by them. Um, but it's just a really good example. And I think, you know, we have seen a lot of this. It's OK not to be OK campaigns. Um yeah. And, you know, it's it's I, I look at this from a personal as well as a business standpoint. I mean, one of the things I enjoy most about recording this podcast, um, believe it or not, is that the kind of first five or 10 minutes of us getting into this meeting every week is just absolute garbage, laughing, joking and chatting. And um, it's a bit of a release. It's a bit of an escape from the 45 minutes of stress and, and, and work focus that you've had before. And it gives you a bit of energy going into the rest of the afternoon and um, so I think that's, you know, it's a it's a it's a really, really good point. And yeah, um, you've got to factor those things into your work day, haven't you? Yeah. And your team's and, work days. hundred percent. You've got to give people that ability to just expand and, and let go and, and have 20 minutes of talking rubbish or what I often do. I mean, as a dog owner, we're laughing and joking about dogs before this meeting. But I'll often, you know, grab the leash, take Ruben out to the beach, walk him to the local dog park and just go and sit and, and, and have 15 minutes to unwind and relax and, and switch back on before I go back into the rest of the day. But I think, you know, if we look at the relationships accountants have with their clients, it's just providing another person to um, counsel, provide some guidance and, and just be there to support, right? I think yeah. we talked about the pandemic or you talked about this being pandemic level stress, but I think one of the hardest periods of my professional career was obviously through the pandemic same as most people mm. um and one of the reasons why it was so difficult was that for like three months straight every single day when I spoke to our partners they were going through something and actually often and I said this to the team I had at the time actually often it's not about 
saying anything. It's just about giving them an avenue to unload, giving them yep. some, some holding space for them. We talk about holding space to let them talk, yep. air concerns, and, you know, just be somebody that's there for them to listen to. Because I think we find, and we spoke about this, I think actually in an interview we've done and is coming up soon with Alex Till around um, business owners feeling i don't want to say ashamed but as if they're failing by asking their mates for help if they're yeah. at the pub if they're at um you know uh, wherever they might be and they ask their friends their family for help and support they feel as though they're failing and i think mm. holding space to allow people to have that is is you know it's a really important um Mm. it's it's you know it's a really important place to be it is yeah powerful is a nice way and actually as an employer I think feeds really nicely um uh you know we know that we see our staff increasing in stress anxiety both in their professional and personal lives with everything that's going on I think as an employer some of the things that you can do feeds really nicely into the third article you brought in here Kirsty as well yeah definitely so this this was hopefully to to give a different spin on Yes, we talked about it already today, the, the HR issues, the people issues, the recruitment, the retention, and so on, training. Um, all of those are a constant challenge. And I, I think as a profession, we need to be a bit more creative in how we recruit and we train our team, um, probably faster, upskill them quicker, but also um, you know, to give them the real skills that we know they need. And this was an article I found um, in Insider, which is the business magazine group, um, of a, actually, a, you probably have never heard of these areas, but Nelson and Colne is in Lancashire um, and it's their college group. Um, a lady called Morag uh, Davis, who's the assistant principal for the technical curriculum at the college, has written an article for Insider magazine, which is about how to work with um, a local education provider as an employer and how to build a, a, a partnership with them. And this goes far deeper reading through this then then I realized employers could do with colleges so I found it really quite fascinating so have a read of that because you may get some ideas for yourself for your own firm how to work with some local colleges and she starts off by talking about how to find the right education partner um, and this you know probably because there's different colleges in your your catchment area where you're working um, and how you can work with them to develop the curriculum that you need ultimately to suit you as an employer um, and also offering work experience candidates to you or apprenticeship candidates. Um, and then, of course, training your own existing team and whether that's um, in, in technical areas or whether it's in, as we've just been saying, you know, how to how to communicate better, how to feel um, comfortable talking about um, different um, personal issues, mental health issues, then it's all available for training and whether that's online or whether it's in person you know it's all it's so flexible now so a lot has changed since I was at college and we didn't didn't really have these relationships between employers and further education and and higher education institutes um but definitely it's something that's that's there and possible Mm. and we should make use of it yeah, I love it. I love it. I enjoyed reading this article. I enjoyed the concept of it. I, I, I actually also believe it's about so much more than a, just education and giving people the ability to add, you know, diplomas or degrees or whatever it might be to the, their kind of experience base. Um, but about giving staff access and employees access to things that stimulate, shape and develop them. And that can be absolutely anything. I think I was jotting down some ideas and some, you know, things that I've seen before this podcast, you know, one of the, the greatest examples in my mind is that we launched a football team at Receipt Bank and um, one of the guys in the marketing team, RBFC, uh, one of the guys in the marketing team was responsible for, for, for building it, responsible for 
organizing it. It actually turned into a bit of a fintech soccer league in London. But that was something that was, you know, in my opinion, similar to this type of how does your workplace, how does your employer enable you to go out and develop yourself and build more skills? The amount of leadership and organizational experiences individual collected from that um, opportunity is, is amazing. And I think to, to have an employer, uh, if you are an employer, to be thinking about how you can do that for people, whether it's getting involved in charities, you know, we've organized a few charity drives at, at Capitalize, or whether it's actually going out and taking on some form of additional education. I think it's really, really powerful it's a really good way of keeping your team keeping your staff keeping your colleagues um tuned in and energized in what is a a kind of difficult uh period at the moment so i love it i think it was a great story yeah and my fun story my fun story this week Kirsty, i know this is the bit you come in for every week and the bit you're most tuned into um is actually still in the arts and culture space this week um, I don't know if anybody saw, but actually there has been um, a great discovery in the world of art and a gallery up in Scotland has discovered a hidden Van Gogh self-portrait found on the back of another one of his portraits. Oh, there you go. So I never knew that. Mm, it was donated to them about 50 years ago by a Scottish lawyer. Um, the painting is the head of a peasant um, and... Uh, they x-rayed it as part of just their um, kind of general conservation piece. And they discovered this on the back of it. And it's thought to be part of a earlier series that he painted in 1883 to 1885. There you go. My fun story for the week. Well, there we go. Who mm. knew? All these, all these treasures that are still out there for us to discover. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um I must admit, the um, I, when I first looked at the original painting, I thought that that was the self-portrait, and I did wonder how they managed <laughs> to see that through the other one. Then I realised that it, I got it the wrong way around. Yeah, so yeah. my my knowledge and appreciation of, of, of art is um, is limited. But um, here's a reminder for those of you that are new to Capitalise. Our vision is to give small businesses and their advisors transparency and control over business finance. We want every small business to be able to identify risks they might face, explore how they stand from a credit perspective, and really importantly, choose the right funding that fits their business. If you're new to the podcast, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Otherwise, you're going to miss all of the cool stuff that we've got coming up over the next couple of weeks and all of the really cool stuff that's in our wake behind us next week's podcast is going to be a surprise we're back to our interview series and we're really hoping that we've got a really particularly interesting and very topical podcast lined up but we'll only be able to confirm that in the next couple of days either way the one that we've got and we were planning to originally launch is also an absolute no-brainer so make sure you tune in for that next week either way for more about the future positive podcast and capitalize please do go check us out at www.capitalize.com from me and from Kirsty, once again, thanks for listening. And we'll be back in two weeks for more business stories from across the week. Have a lovely weekend. If you're in the UK, make sure you put lots of sun cream on and drink lots of water. If you're in South Africa, make sure you get your coat out. It's going to be a cold one. Kirsty, have a good time and we'll and see you next week. See you, Alex. <laughs>